Hello, all you sociable spinsters. If you remember from last episode, this is season three, so I have rebranded the podcast to Sociable Spinster. I thought I would take a lesson from my own writing of finding the positive and change the podcast title to Sociable Spinster. The world did not seem ready to discuss the reality of being a barren spinster, and barren denotes negativity. So since I'm trying to inspire us BSers to live our best life, I thought I should rebrand with the inspirational title, Sociable Spinster. Truly, that is what I am. Sociable and truly, that is what is needed to overcome the isolation potentially felt by being a barren spinster, especially during these continuing COVID times. Things are shutting down again where I am. How about your place? Anywho, please share your stories of being sociable, or if you need some inspiration, have a listen to the podcast and share a comment. Like season one and two, this podcast goal is to create an online community for us sociable spinsters or other alone people to rant and celebrate together. If you wish, send me an email. It is at sociablespinster at gmail.com. All lowercases, no spaces. For Facebook and Instagram, It is the name of this podcast with no spaces. So search up Sociable Spinster. On with this episode. Wow, it's been months since I wrote an episode for this podcast. The reason being, I was out being sociable. One of my closest friends came to town, so it was fantastic to be able to be sociable with him. Don't get excited. He's gay and married. Darn. We have known each other for 30 years, though. (laughs) More than most of my life. Having him and his husband in my life lets me know I'm not truly alone. When he came to visit, his husband sent me a big bouquet of flowers. It was like receiving them from a husband. The funny story was I did not know the flowers were coming, but the flower shop called me to ask when I'd be home. Well, my head swelled up. Who would be sending me flowers? Then I went into panic mode. What if it was my yucky ex? I certainly didn't want him coming around. Then I settled on, I won a big prize. I enter contests when one that the prize check is so big the people come with flowers and a banner to announce you've won. Well, surely that was it. I made sure I had an outfit that would be suitable for a photograph and I waited for my windfall. When the delivery came, I was so excited. However, it was a lone delivery guy who handed me the flowers with no fanfare and that was it. But when I read the sweet card and saw how beautiful the flowers were, I was happy. And these are the moments where you know you're not truly alone. As soon as my friend left town, my big sociable moments that really kept me away from this podcast was my cousin was in town. He's older than me, but has the energy of a 20-year-old. He is exhausting, but good to give you that boost to get out and enjoy life. And he's a constant reminder that you should not sit at home, but to get out and be part of the world. Sorry, ladies, he's gay too. The gays and the old men like my company. It's the straights and singles that are hard to gain the mingles. Anyway, he lives on the other side of the country and seems to have work enough to sustain him that he can come visit for eight weeks. Six weeks would have been good, but like I say, he pushed me out into the nighttime scene. I do get out quite a bit, but with him, I could get out in the evenings and stay at the bars a bit later. When alone, I have dinner and stay a bit. Then it seems awkward to stay at a bar late by yourself. 
I have girlfriends, but they're not always free or want to get out, and they go home early like me. So out I went. And while he was here, there was a national holiday. So I actually had someone to go to the city events on that day. For many years, I've asked my friends to go with me, but they don't want to. Or, of course, they're busy with their husbands and children. So I quite enjoy while he isn't in town. I've traveled with him before, and since we have the same last name, we, when we are in a non-gay friendly city, I can be his wife, and we, when we are in a non-female friendly city, he can be my husband. So that works out. Well, that's my positive spin. I still would prefer a husband or children to travel with, as that is almost, but not always, a guarantee to have someone to do things with. Our big event was going to a local coffee shop for a flamenco show. In the evening, it is allowed to serve alcohol and is a bit more bar vibe to it. The show was running for the eight Thursdays he was in town. We have traveled to Spain together, so this was a fun event for us. The guitarist was talented, and the dancing was provided by a local dance troupe learning to flamenco, so it was entertaining, but nothing like what we saw in Spain. They also wore street clothes. I was hoping for the traditional flamenco dress. But the big takeaway was this became our Thursday night spot. One's local, you could say. I've never had a local before. So the wait staff and other regulars got to know us, and it felt good to be part of a group. I even noticed a cute guy. He was a bit young for me, but because of the familiar atmosphere, I felt comfortable to talk to him, and he even talked back. It was good to practice speaking to a man. Such a rare occurrence in this city. Erg. Being in this cafe brought back the thought of the female dancers I saw in Seville. They could precisely swoosh the train of their dresses back and forth to the rhythm of the music. And the stomping of the feet could create such emotion. At the coffee shop, the teacher of the dance troupe had amazing yellow shoes. We asked her about her shoes, and she did buy them in Madrid. We also spoke to the singer who had family ties in Spain. Listening to the show, my cousin and I at times closed our eyes and pretended we were back in Spain, a trip we took about 10 years ago. And since you know travel is my main hobby, and I love to share my travel stories, here's a sample of that trip. Wow, to Seville. Now, as much as my cousin and I enjoy traveling together, Seville is not the place to bring your cousin. It is dripping with romance and all the romantic innuendos you could imagine. We stayed in the heart of the tourist area. On our agree-to-separate day, I visited the local church. Then I went to the local bullfighting ring for a tour. Although bullfighting is not my thing, I learned it is a huge part of the Spanish culture, and the matadors are revered as much as Hollywood actors in America. The highlight of Seville was going to a local flamenco show. I would re recommend the small shows rather than the larger tourist grab ones. The setting was more intimate, romantic again, which allowed for a total concentration on the performer's art. The female dancers had cat-like reflexes with the train of their dresses, swoosh. They could spin themselves and their dress with such style, grace, and elegance. My cousin enjoyed the talented guitar playing, moving his fingers with such speed and grace. Well, I hoped you liked your little trip to Spain. This is going to finish off our episode, but as it is the holiday times, avid listeners might be wondering if I will have to go to the church and turn left with my father this season. 
Well, that's yet to be determined, as he enjoys leaving his errands to the last minute and thinks I can drop everything to accommodate him, which I do. Check out Season 1, Holiday Humor, for a recap of my holiday errands with Dad. This year, though, I took him to the mall to buy Mum a Christmas present. Ready he was to go while still wearing his green and black plaid pajama pants, the ones he put on at the beginning of COVID, and he's still wearing them. Mum ensures me that they do make it to the laundry. However, these pants now have become a funny story for me to share. In one store, he was asking the clerk the price of things, just because he likes to know the price. Math is fun for our family. Well, the clerk could see he was elderly and wearing pajama pants and had me as an aide. So the kind clerk gave Dad his employee discount. Oh, dear. Keep in mind, in his day, Dad was a professional engineer who wore a nice suit and tie every day to work, so I was secretly laughing at the clerk. But I just kept my mouth shut, as that was easier to facilitate the process of taking my dad to the mall. Seriously, when you enter the mall and are taking care of an elder, you should be given a big sticker to put on your coat that reads, Elder Caregiver. That way, people who are inclined can just let you jump the queue or give you first dibs on the sales clerk. Anyone taking their elder person to the mall knows what an ordeal it is and how much you do in the background to keep the ship on kilter. Anywho, as usual, Dad bought me lunch, and there we sat in the mall food court, enjoying our meal, and me learning more about him as he told me stories from his childhood. That was nice, and another moment, like the flowers, that I know that I'm not truly alone. Well, sociable spinsters, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. However, due to the continuation of COVID, and now with Omicron, I'm not traveling outside my city, and most live events have been cancelled, and restaurants are closing. There's not much going on. Travel and being sociable gives me that inspiration for writing. So I've decided to shut down this podcast. But I will continue writing, especially when I'm back to traveling. For that writing, I brand myself Kayak Traveler. Please check out my writing blog for past travel stories. It is at nddkayak.wixsite, that's W-I-X s-i-t-e dot com slash kayak traveler n-d-d kayak dot wix site dot com slash kayak traveler if that's too complicated just send me an email and i'll email you the link i will leave the email and social media open for this podcast so continue to send me emails or jump on social media to let me know how you're being sociable The quote for this final episode is about finding solace in being sociable. Novelist John Updike writes, We take our bearings daily from others. To be sane is, to a great extent, to be sociable. Wishing you peace, my fellow sociable spinsters and others who are alone, but not lonely. Sociablespinster at gmail.com Sociable Spinster on Instagram and Facebook.